If you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do read it, you're misinformed. What is the long-term effect of too much information? Information, information, I just need some information. I've been dying, I've been dying. Is it lack of education? I've been reading, I've been reading without any transformation. I'm addicted, I'm addicted. Is it overstimulation? Hey. Welcome to the Sixth Central. The Sixth Central. Hear ye, hear ye, come one, come all. You are listening to The Sixth Sense Report with Joel Nikoloff and Darnell Samuels. Oh, man. This one, uh, I, I was almost surprised we hadn't touched this topic yet. Like, yeah, we're, uh, bound, we're bound to get to it. I mean, we, I think we sort of, you know, we, we, we touched it a little bit, but, but you know, realistically, like, we're circling back around and hitting it right on the head in the sense of sports and, and you know, what they've been doing uh, to try to fight the pandemic, let's say. Yeah. Um, well, well, the last time we did sports, wasn't it, um, we were looking at the social justice stuff in the sports. Well, I, I think, um, so, uh, justice league, we did social justice league. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, yeah. I, okay. There's that. But I was thinking we also, I think on the vaccine passport episode, we touched this sort of like, in you know, in passing because it was part of the conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's really good. No, no, this should be good. Um, and it's it's been pretty fascinating uh, to watch it all unfold. And and you know the reason why this is important and for us to touch it is because sports is like a um, is like a microcosm of what society, what's going on in society. So it's always good to analyze sports, and it tells us a lot about where we are, one as a country, um, and as you know, you know where the world is as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for the listeners. Uh, the direction we'll be headed is first thing we'll hit is uh, why is the OUA not considered an elite league by Ontario? And then we'll talk about uh, vaccine passports at the amateur level and then unvaccinated pro athletes and vaccine passports at the pro level. Mm-hmm. And uh, just for the listener, uh, the, the other episode that's related is that it was titled Are Religious Exemptions Biblical? Uh, and that's when we were talking about the NBA players a little bit. So I'll have right. that those two episodes in the the show notes page: social justice league and uh, religious exemptions. So right, episode right, right. one twenty eight and uh, episode ninety three for those that want to go searching rather than the show notes page. Well, this the show notes page is still helpful. Well, yeah, no, no. I just mean if you're in your if you're in your podcast app, and you're looking to download ninety three and and one twenty six uh, one twenty eight. Hopefully okay, cool, that, cool. That makes it easy on them. Cool. Yeah. So uh, it's it's funny, man. Uh, this popped up the OUA issue. For those of you who don't know um, what the OUA is, but it's the um, university level um, sports. Yeah. The, the, essentially, it's like a, a comprehensive league. Would you call it that? Like encompasses all sport, or is it like I guess yes, it's an association? Yes. Like, like kind of like kind of like the NCAA. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's Ontario University association OUA I don't know so so the Ontario so the OUA the mm-hmm. U Sports there was mm-hmm. a statement that came out from the Ontario um from you know just sorry correction Ontario University Athletics Athletics that makes and so <laughs> and so uh you know D- uh Doug Ford uh basically came out and said you know in light of um the recent lockdown lockdown as- hey lockdown by any other name well, it's not, they're not calling it a lockdown. I'm just mocking the oh. ridiculousness of it all. Okay. That's so why it's called a lockdown by any other name. Okay. Well, what else? What, what, what was the other name? No, that's the point. Any other name. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, <laughs> so basically, uh, you know, during the lockdown, he was basically uh, saying that for collegiate athletes, they will have to uh, sit out this time um, to avoid vaccine. Or not vaccine, uh, COVID, <laughs> to avoid COVID and the gathering and all that. But then um, the leagues below the collegiate level are still allowed to play. And that's where uh, the collegiate athletes um, were offended by the idea that um, the OUA, the collegiate level of sports, wasn't considered um, elite. Mm. Right? So a lot of people were pretty angry about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, understandably so. I mean, uh, it's it's an interesting question. If I was to oversimplify it, I think it just has to do with the education connection as to why they were left well, out. Okay. Well, okay. Let me na- let me okay. name some of these leagues for some. Okay. Who are curious. So so the leagues below the OUA are the OSBA, high school basketball, CHL, PWHL, uh, League One soccer. Elite Baseball League of Ontario and Women's um, Field Lacks. Lacrosse. Under 19. And Junior A Lacrosse. Yeah, so Field Lacks is under 19. Under 19? Yeah, but this is just like the pro league, or the, the it's kind of like in the NHL, or, or for a hockey, there's the OHL, which would be the under, technically not quite under 19, but essentially the equivalent um, in the sense of your elite. Let's call them young athlete leagues. So these were the elite amateur leagues that were included, i.e. they were allowed to continue. Right. And then OUA, which as a contrast looks like, you know, the question that we're asking is, well, why is it excluded? Why isn't this, you know, why it looks the same in terms of quality or, or let's say. Uh... Okay. So. Um, this is the question, right? From using the title, using the title that they gave, which was elite amateur leagues, would you consider OUA in general to be elite amateur league? Of course. Okay. And so this is why I was saying as a contract, like the reason you're saying that is because you consider it to be, let's say on a equivalency to these leagues that they have included now which ones are better that's a different question but but they're equivalent in terms of the echelon of athletes that are attracted you know to make a to there's a this article that i have i don't know it's like i just like it because the way it's structured as to some of the information it's called 49 sport and down later on they're like what does this mean for student athletes and then they highlight this guy who was a i think it's brendan borstein he's a junior with toronto varsity Blues men, which is the U of T hockey team. Mm -hmm. And it says, after falling in the first round of the playoffs, February 2020, so basically right before the pandemic, everything world shut down, his team got knocked out. This former CHL hockey player has suited up just six times for his high school team. So in, in this guy, he's basically at the same echelon, or he is a CHL player who's now playing in OUA. But that's the CHL players are getting way more games and practices, and OUA is told to stay at home. Right. So, what 
uh, of all, I mean, I'm assuming maybe your focus is on basketball, but maybe it's not. What, what would, what about, what leagues or what things about OUA makes you sort of cringe about the fact that these are essentially excluded as elite players or elite uh, leagues? Yeah, I think, well, I think, I think first and foremost, I think the reason why um, the Ontario government is attacking OUA is because they're an easy target. In the sense mm. that, so so I I don't I don't think it's it's them saying that they're not elite, even though technically they have to say they're elite to shut them down. But I, I no, don't think the, the elite got the exemptions. Right? Um, well, not no, calling no, them. Elite. That's not what I'm saying. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is that um, the OUA. Um, I'm sure they would say the OUA is elite, but I'm saying that they're an easy target because um, they have arenas, um, they have funding. So does the um, CHL. Um, and no, no, sorry, in the sense like in regards to gatherings, right? Because I'm assuming they're going to shut everything down that, that can bring out the most gatherings. And so uh, that's, why I, that's why I'm assuming that they're, they're, they're um, targeting the OUA because, you know, a lot of people go to the UFT games, the Ryerson games, uh, Simon Frazier, McMaster. Like a lot of people go to those football games and basketball games. So you're like, okay, well, if we, if we, rent, if we call them, say that they're not elite, then we can um, limit gatherings. Well, and, and I mean, I think the only pushback I would give to that uh, would be that like CHL is going to have more, like, so the CHL is an umbrella organization that encompasses all Canadian-based junior ice hockey league. So Western Hockey League, OHL, Quebec Major Junior, right? These are essentially the feeder leagues to the NHL. And they they would basically be the equivalent of like most of their arenas would be essentially like a lower bowl capacities of of the major sports arenas, which I would say is probably roughly the equivalent of to where OUA leagues would be playing. Mm -hmm. So my pushback would be that I think the elite leagues they have listed are going to have the same capacity and same likelihood overall to have large groups or, or large attendance, assuming it was permitted and all that other jazz. I would say to me, the, the reason they're excluded, and I agree with you, they're an easy target. It's because the universities essentially are not private businesses. They are right. in yes. business. They are in business with government. With the government. Yeah. And so the government right. is, yeah. they're an extension. And so I think the closeness to government, whereas all the other leagues don't have that same closeness um i think is is, yeah. is the more likely cause although i don't disagree with your your point that they are concerned with trying to to limit the large gatherings um right. i just i think uh there's too many parallels to the ones that they left open in terms of size of yes of but i thought but i was thinking even in light of coming out of 2021 already <laughs> the gatherings were already limited for the games uh, so it, it kind of well, threw me off. It kind of threw me off when I was like, "Oh yeah. wait, hold on, we're gonna they're gonna stop play for these guys again." Well, and 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 you're right. I mean, look at you know Toronto. The the NHL is a joke because you put on one channel and you got a full arena, and you put on the Leafs and the buildings yeah, yeah, empty. We'll get, we'll get there. Yeah, we're gonna get there. We're gonna <laughs> no, get no, there. But, we're gonna get there. But, but but your point at the end of 2021 in Ontario, they have basically told pro sports teams you have to play with no fans. So that, and I think that's the point you're making. I'm assuming Raptors have the same, same. Well, 
just yeah well just more so just looking at it from why the government um was targeting these guys but you know looking at why the OUA is why I would consider it elite um well one because well I guess well I've I've been to games um and yeah these guys are these guys are top tier so for example some Canadian basketball programs play division one schools division one american ncaa mm. schools as part of their regular schedule mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right they play pro teams um from europe right it, it doesn't it doesn't get more elite than that when you're playing harvard or arizona or ucla or duke right so a lot of these canadian teams or some of these canadian teams get to um play ncaa teams and some of them are actually in, in um are considered ncaa teams mm. Like Simon Fraser, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? So you're kind of like, okay, well, where'd you get that from? So, but um, yeah, yeah, but you know, it's 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 crazy because now when you look at the amateur level, right? So you have the college, but then you look at like everything below college, and you look at the vaccine passports and how it's affected the lower tier. Even though they're allowed to play, it's still it's still hindered by vaccine mandates. What I mean by that is that uh, players can't play unless they're vaccinated. Coaches can't coach unless they're vaccinated. And at that level, um, below the college level, um, a lot of these coaches are volunteers. Most of the coaches are volunteers. They're parents, right? Mm-hmm. And even, mm-hmm. even, even like, let's say, like, as a parent, like, you know, and we kind of have to, and as a listener, you know, if you're not an athlete, you kind of have to put yourself in an athlete's shoes and really think, like, okay, so. How does it, what's the athlete's mindset? Well, the athlete is saying, okay, you know what? I want to play. I'm going to try to make it big in hockey. I'm going to try to make it big in soccer. And so uh, there's a, a YouTube channel that, um, that everybody follows, basketball hoopers follow, called Ball is Life. That's the tagline. So for these athletes, yo, ball is life. Sports is life for some of these people, for some of these kids. And so, like, let's say you have a, a, a 12-year-old you know, elite athlete, and now he can't play because his parents said he can't be vaccinated, mm-hmm. right? So now, now he can't play on the team, or he, you know, he can't be in the gym, or there's a great coach um, who's doing great things, and he can't be in the gym, or he can't coach because he's not vaccinated, right? And then when you look mm-hmm. at the cost-benefit analysis, you're doing the trade-off, and you're kind of like, well, I mean are we going to get rid of um, this great coach or even are we not going to take this great player? (laughs) Right. But even I I was joking, I was joking with, 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 not necessarily joking, but talking with Tyra about it. And I said, you know how many, how much you want to bet at the amateur level that there's teams like just grassroots level teams. And you know, you have coaches who are coaching and then like they're one of their best players is not vaccinated. What do you do? Well, you forge the paperwork. <laughs> like that's a legit, like that's a legit, mm-hmm. a legit forging of paperwork. Right. Cause I, I'm, cause at the amateur level, it's amateur, right? It's not, I, I doubt that they're scanning the kids' phones for their vaccine papers. I'm assuming. I haven't done Submit it once. but I'm assuming, but I'm assuming, I'm assuming, okay, you got the coach, right? And he's like, all right, guys, um, you know, new vaccine mandate. 
um, you know, you guys got to show your, your vaccine uh, paperwork. Kid comes to you and he's like, hey, coach, uh, you know, my parents ain't down with that. I'm not vaccinated. Coach is like, all right, cool. You know, just keep it on the low. Don't tell nobody. <laughs> when, when we go to the tournament next week, I'm going to check your name off. But check everybody's name off that, that they got the vaccine passport, right? The convener of the, of the league says, hey, everybody did their paperwork. All right, cool. Let's go hoop. Well, and, and I would say to you, I think I have a slightly inside source, and I won't give too much details to, to explain Uh-oh. how it works. Who's your source? My Don't give up the source. It, uh, I think the way that... No snitching on the block. The real uh, enforcement occurs is the same way we all experience it, which is, oh, it's a sports facility. The sports facility is required to do vaccine passports on the way in for all attendees, including players. So. To some extent, you're not wrong, what you're saying. Same concept, except rather than forging the paperwork, you slip them in the back door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because- <laughs> it's funny you say that because, you know, I'm getting a picture of the of the gyms I used to play in as a kid uh, growing up. And I'm thinking like Jim Archdeacon and, and, and Terry Miller. And all these backdoor passageways where you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go in. I'm going to open up the, the side door, come through the side door, and we're hooping, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know necessarily how the leagues work, but, you know, uh, I know, let's say, facility-wise. So, if you're trying to practice, the sneaking in the back door will definitely work. Um, the forging of paperwork, unfortunately, the NHL had to deal with one of those. Good old... Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get yeah, there. Yeah, we'll yeah, get yeah. there. Okay, we'll get I'll, there. Save, I'll save that one. I'll save that <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. But it's funny because um, I I know a couple guys who are trainers, and they have their own facilities, right? And mm-hmm. so um, their own basketball uh, facilities. And so I can't help but think in my head. I'm like, and sorry, what, sorry. What do, what do I mean by that? Let me be clear. So the new wave that I notice in um, amateur basketball hoops is. You know, you have, there's a lot of basketball trainers, right? And so the trainers have leveled up and they got like their own gyms, right? So, this, so they get a unit building and they basically, you know, lay some, lay some um, wood or um, some like, um, some like turf, some like plastic turf and they have their hoops up. They got the place painted. Um, the turf is colored. So it matches. They've got their branding on, on the court. And this is where these trainers do their training, their basketball training. Like this is, there's places like this in Brampton, Saga, Scarborough, so Pickering, so forth. And so when they say, okay, shut down or, or vaccine passports, like what are these trainers going to do when a kid's just, you know, you know, sometimes around the corner and the kid's going to come and, and say, hey, you know, can you train me? I need to get, I need to get right for the, for the, um, for the fall. Is, 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 you know, is the trainer going to say, uh, yo, where's your passport? You don't got a passport, then you can't train. You can't get better. You can't go to the league. You can't go get a division one scholarship. You can't work on your mental health. You see mm-hmm. the, are you, are you seeing the, the, the dilemma here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're compounding the factors for negative outcomes. Right. Right. And so, and so th- that's why I, I was like wrestling with, okay, so like what happens at the amateur level for, for the dad who's, you know, working on something? Put it this way. The dad who can't go watch his own kid play. Yep. Yep. 
Yep, that too. But the dad who's working on something, right? When I mean the dad who's working on something, you know, we, we all know those dads, you know, who has their, <laughs> yeah, they have their kid training. You got your oh, kid yeah, yeah. training. And then, and then, um, and then you got the, the dad who's, who's, who's coaching the team, right? The coach's kid. And, you know, the dad has a plan, you know, the, the, with, for, for his son to say, okay, look, you know, I'm going to coach this team and my son's going to have the green light. For those who don't know what the green light is, <laughs> that <laughs> means go. Yeah, the green light yeah. means go. So no matter, you can do no wrong necessarily, right? You get all the shots, you get all the plague time, right? So, so, so it, it, you know, yes, we're laughing, but it's a real thing. Um, and it's a good thing, right? Where you have like dads or coaches who are saying, okay, look, I have a guy I'm working with and mm-hmm. I need to be on the sidelines to make sure Zeke is getting <laughs> his burn. <laughs> You know, and, and you know, and not to not to get too to, to sidetrack, but you know, amateur sports is still politics. It's still politics. So mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. like um, if you know, okay, so Joel, you know, Joel has his son there, right? Uncle Darnell's been training Zeke, right? Mm-hmm. And so me, Joel, have <laughs> me and Joel have an understanding. Like, look, man, Zeke's gonna be the next <laughs> Steve Nash. But in order for him to get there, we need to get him the playing time and the shot attempts and all that. So as long as I'm the head coach, you know, yep. Zeke's good. Okay, well, Darnell, you're out. Zeke has to get a new coach and deal with the politics of dealing with, with a new coach. Right? So these are, these are real factors that parents are dealing with and also kids are dealing with in light of um, the vaccine mandates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what's what's your take on the amateur level and kids not being able to participate? Yeah, I think you know I've definitely had a few messages from people early, 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 early on, being like, "Dude, what do I do? What do I do? How do I solve this problem?" Like, not wanting to get vaxxed, but exactly what I said. My kid's playing. I'm not allowed in the building. You know, uh, and and that means for for a parent who wants to hold to their conviction, either you try to make it work. Okay, I don't go to my kids' sports thinking, okay, this we can do this for a year. I drop him off, I coordinate his, you know, he's all how many times like I know parents, like I was coaching for a couple of years back. How many parents like or how many kids are showing up carpooled, right? So rather than every other week you're carpooling, one dad's like, dude, like I'll pay you. Like take my kid. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Uh and so my my thought is that like the level of pressure that we're putting on parents more than anything, like we're like we, me, or I should say the society, government, the level of coercion to exploit the children to force parents to me is just so disgusting. And, you know, it's all under the guise of the greater good. Um, and, and it's, yeah, to me, that's, that's what's most disgusting about it is then, you know, you end up with people getting the, making a decision they don't want to do because they've been forced or coerced yeah yeah um uh, i was having a conversation with uh my cousin <laughs> and he uh and he and he said to me he said he said uh you know my son came to me and asked me to get vaccinated so my cousin he's not vaccinated <laughs> so neither is his kid so his kid comes to him and says hey dad like um can i get vaccinated and he's like, why and he's like why he's like oh because i you know i want to see the new spider-man movie 
right? <laughs> and, my, and my cousin's like, he's like, yo, he's like, this is the problem, Darnell. People are getting vaccinated for the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not even about your health or the safety no. of others. No. Nope. Right? So no. Nope. Right? So, so it, 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 like, it was a funny moment, but it was, it was, it was funny, but it was true. Like, you know, you know, people are, 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 are getting vaccinated for the wrong reasons versus like, okay, well, you know what? I made an informed decision. This looks like the right thing to do. And there are those people who do that. And, you know, you know, you have a right to do that. Um, but in light of um, the, 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 with the sports, you're kind of looking at it and saying, okay, look, the parent doesn't want the kid to get vaccinated, but the kid is saying, Hey dad, I want to hoop. I want to play. Like, you know, like I don't watch CP24. I don't listen to six cents report, you know, right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He's saying, okay, look, I, I just want to get vaccinated so I can play. I don't, I don't really care about all this. Like my, my playing career is at stake. Right. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and, you know, for me, and, 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 and this really hits hard for me because I grew up a ball is life guy. I grew up where, where, where basketball was my, was my only thing. It was mm -hmm. my God, as I tell people. And so I know what these kids are going through <laughs> while when, repenting. Just Actually, no, no, I, I wasn't even a believer then. No, I meant you tell them while repenting. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but, but like, I, so my heart goes out to them because, you know, basketball sports for me, well, basketball sports was, 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 a, was the only hope for me to, to make something of myself. Mm -hmm. So I put my all into it. I put my heart into it. I put my effort into it. And to have it taken away, um, like that, uh, you know, I'm sure again, we talked about mental health stuff, but I could definitely see some animosity between parents and kids wanting to get vaccinated and parents saying, you know what, I don't think it's safe. Or, or I'm not comfortable. Right? I'm not comfortable. Right. Yeah. Like, I think the safety is part of that, but more, more significantly, it's like, I, I'm not confident, confident in this decision. Right. Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, the, the, basically the, the removal of a parent's ability to make a decision for their child because you've right. co the coercion is so strong. Right. Right. And, 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 and just to be clear, um, and I, and I like how you, you know, you use, you use the right word coercion and sometimes people like you have to use the right words because coercion is, is, is forced. People are saying, Oh no, he's, you're making a free decision. No, you're not making a free decision. There's, there's variables or incentives that are playing on your ability to be able to think and move freely, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? And so that's coercion. Um, if you took the vaccine ma uh, mandates away and all the pressure, then the person would be free to make a decision. But mm -hmm. once you put in those nudges, as some economists call it, nudges, um, or, or, these, or these overwhelming incentives that limit your ability to move, then yeah, of course, sometimes you, you have no decision but to do X. So, oh, but then are you really making a decision? No, it's coercion. But anyways, um, now moving on to the pro leagues, mm -hmm. right? And what we're seeing with the pro leagues, which is very interesting <laughs> to mm -hmm. say the least uh, with the NHL. What's going on in the NHL? Agree or disagree with our views? Give us your two cents. You can leave your comments on any of our social media platforms or email us at sixcentsreport at gmail.com. 
Six cents makes cheap sense makes cheap sense makes cheap sense. Uh, well, I mean, we can, but I, I would say before we uh, get into the NHL specifically, I think it's a, a nice transition from what you said about uh, essentially forging documents. Well, a couple, I'll put a couple articles in the show notes page. Uh, we have one NHL player, I have two articles. One, uh, three NFL players were suspended for misrepresenting their vaccine status. Uh, this was dated like December 3rd. Uh, and. Of course, the most prominent player on that list was uh, Antonio Brown, which if you're an NFL follower, you would know why I said that. If not, don't worry about it. But what are you doing? Uh-huh. Yo, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I, well, I, tweeted, I, tweeted about, I tweeted about it the other day. Uh, you don't follow me, uh, do good at Darnell, do good at underscore Darnell. On Twitter, and I, I posted the, I posted a clip of Antonio Brown taking his uniform off mid-game. Um, while he was on the sideline and walking out, it was a game against the Jets. He plays for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's Not anymore. The Jets. And they were, I think, and they're they're in Jet, the Jets stadium. But he takes his jersey off, takes his undertop off, his gloves, throws it into the crowd, and then you know it just starts, you know, doing running to jacks, the, to the, running to the tunnel, waving at the fans, <laughs> you know, and and then you know he was there, and then the next day he's at the Laker game. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, that's him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh and then uh you know favorite nhl uh troublemaker evander kane so what's uh, with the troublemakers man uh i don't know evander kane's got a these a, anti-vaxxers are rebels man. <laughs> checkered past and i mean when i say checkered past it's not that bad he's just been sort of prominent for you know sort of ridiculousness he got sort of lambasted for posting some stacks of him on on twitter probably i think he was in vegas or something just you know little things that, that you know, essentially his boisterousness gets him in hot water. So, but he got uh, suspended 21 games for showing a fake vaccine card to the, to or submitting a fake vaccine card. So yeah, I'll put that one in the show notes page as well. So coming around to the NHL, you know, just recently we've had a, the NHL had a break. I say we, just cause it's my sport, but, um, a, a bunch of teams, I guess, and I'm sure other teams have this, but the NHL, um, I've, I'm paying more attention to it. Let's say after a certain number of players gets put into like the COVID protocol, and this was true for last year as well as this year, uh, they exceed a certain percentage of players in COVID protocol. The team itself would have its next few games postponed so that they can get their full roster back. One or two players, three players, I don't. They would just keep you know rolling, miss them for a couple games. Well. As a result of Omicron, go late. I think basically before the Christmas break, and normally the NHL sort of has uh, extended breaks. I think what they've done recently is, let's say over a 10-day period, uh, you have each uh, teams either end up at the beginning or the back end of this around Christmas where they get like a six-day extended break. So some teams will get that break going into the Christmas and some teams will get that break coming out of Christmas. Well, they ended up doing like a massive shutdown, mm-hmm. just be and and sort of shut everybody down for let's say a week, give or take, around Christmas because there was just so many players and so many teams getting shut down um, because too many, you know. And and NHL has all but one player, Tyler Bertuzzi, uh, vaccinated. Now, uh, just for a caveat, I do know that there are other players that used to be in the NHL. 
that either chose to take the year off or maybe retire early as a means to avoid the the mandate. Really? Um, one of them. One of them. Uh, his last name is Ronaldo. I don't know. Ronaldo. Yeah, Ronaldo. Something like Ronaldo. He was. Uh, he posted in a, in a Facebook group. Um, that's like 150,000 people that are like Ontario. I don't remember the name. Ontario Businesses Against Mandates. It's like 150,000 members. He posted in there essentially that either he's taking time off from the league and he started a business because he didn't want to get vaccinated. Mm. So there are there as much as they say like I think the NFL has uh 93% of the league vaccinated. I think it's the that, NBA is 97. Yeah, and then uh this was dated September 12th. All but 5 teams have player vax rates above 90% uh for the NFL. So NHL was, you know, they had a couple of tricklers and, and now they're, I, th- I believe they're down to just the one guy. And this guy, Tyler Bertuzzi plays for the Detroit team. He's not allowed to play any games in Canada because he's not vaccinated. So when his team travels to Canada for a road trip, he's not allowed to play because he's unvaccinated. Okay. So all that to say that, you know, it's, it's an interesting place. You know, it looks like the vast majority of players across all the leagues are vaccinated and we're actually, I am. We're seeing way more, at least I would, I would say if you go back and do, at least for the NHL, this, I know this is true. If you try to do number of man games lost to COVID protocol, meaning they were in COVID protocol, I think you would actually find a greater proportion of games lost this year when 90 plus percent of the, 99 plus percent of the players are vaccinated than last year. And pre-Omicron, so like pre-late December, I would have said it was trending slightly above. So even for the first three months, let's say, of the season, I and, and the reason I, I have a good take on this is because of fantasy sports. So I only do fantasy okay. hockey, and and basically it's like the number of players, oh, that guy's got to go on my bench or on my, my injury reserve list because he's in COVID protocol. Like, it's insane. I cannot believe how much it like how many players are like that. One of my one of my buddies renamed his team to become Team Omicron because he he's like my entire team has COVID, <laughs> and this is like twelve to thirteen players. Oh, in the really? League. Yeah. So like his entire fantasy team um, had had COVID. So wow. And and I was just paying attention, thinking, oh, it's a little bit high. I mean, that sort of sucks. It's totally going against the narrative with regards to the vaccines. Vaccines should have made this better, not worse than last year. And you know, it's it's it was as I said, it was pre-December or early December. I would have said it was probably trending about the same. And I, my perspective was it was slightly higher than than the previous year. Honestly, we had to add more bench players and bench and and injury reserve players for both the leagues I'm in. Because we had so many players in COVID protocol that like to try to run your fantasy team, you're like, I can't even compete because I don't have enough players because too many guys are on the bench and I got to drop my good guys. Like it's a gong show for anyone who's not in, you know, fantasy sports. Sorry if I got too much into the weeds there, but it was just, you know, you're watching this and you're like, to me, it's just sort of a a proof of of the disaster that these policies are because, and and this is where I really wanted to go was with this whole issue. It's a really difficult thing to evaluate how effective or how effective is not necessarily the right word, but, but I think it comes. What, what was the effect of these policies? Did they actually produce a benefit for the league? Because the whole reason of mandating is not for the safety of your players. The whole reason to mandate is to 
I mean, safety of players would play into it, but that's just a piece of it. Ideally, the whole point behind the mandate is to improve the ability for the team to do what they're supposed to do, which is be on the field, have a full squad, prevent you know, COVID within your locker rooms, prevent it for your staff that aren't on the team. Where, like, of course, we had no benchmarks, right? No benchmarks to say, here's what the, pa- the, the passport for the amateur leagues is going to do, uh, or the kids. Here's what the effect is going to be for, you know, or, or predicting, okay, we think the result will be uh, a limited number of cases, so we should only see 50% of the cases we had from before, right? My point is that there was no benchmarks provided, no way of judging the effectiveness of these policies. Other than, well, of course, this is what we must do because it's motivated and has the right motivations. And, and so I think probably one of the best examples of, of the complete idiocy would be Kyrie Irving. Kyrie's an idiot? No, the oh. idiocy of the mandates. Are, oh, I think and, oh, and, some people call Kyrie an idiot. Oh, of course. <laughs> for, for being an anti-vaxxer. Well, actually, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's be clear. Uh, Kyrie's not an anti-vaxxer. Uh, the reason he didn't, um, he just didn't want to disclose um, mm-hmm. his, his, whatever he was, um, no. what his status was, and People. so and so that's what and that's what he was saying. He was just saying, okay, look, yeah, I'm not an anti-vaxer. It's just I don't think it, I think I have a right not to disclose my medical information. And, and he's going to so stand by that. We don't know. I'm sure many people will say, well, obviously that means he's not vaccinated. And and really, uh, no, well, not necessarily. But no, I, I I agree, not necessarily. And I would be even more a fan of him if he was vaccinated and taking this stand. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, yeah, definitely, like, definitely. Um, because I think at the end of the day, if we really want things to change, it's it's the people who are have gone halfway or have been going along. It's them standing up that makes the difference, right? Yeah. The 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 people who are making noise have been making noise all along. And the statement from the beginning has always been, this ends when we say it ends. Yeah, I think, well, what, one of the unique situations about the, the Kyrie situation is that uh, when he refused to disclose his vaccine status, um, they told him, okay, well, he, he because of the New York mandate um, on the, the vaccine mandates is that, um, uh, what was it, Joel, that uh, players yeah, okay. that... So, um, as I understood it, New York State was requiring the home team's players to be vaccinated. Yes. But the visiting team wasn't required to be vaccinated. And, and it might have been New York City, not New York State, but, but regardless. Where His home play. facility yeah. yes. was, re- was required to have all of the home team players vaccinated. Yes, and so so that's why he, um, the idea was that he would be a part time player. Um, so when you see, meaning he'll only play on the road, and so Kyrie's like, okay, fine, I'll be a part time player. Um, and then you know the Brooklyn Nets came out with a statement saying, okay, well, you know, it, it's either he's a full time player or he's not going to be with the team at all. It's either he's here full time or or not here at all, not being part time. And so um, you know they told him to go sit down. And so he wasn't playing for um, since well yeah since the start of the season in October, and then and then uh, COVID started hitting um, the NBA, and players started dropping like flies, and the NBA had a record number of call ups from their um, from their G League, uh, their development league. So guys were being called up, and and because a lot of teams are undermanned or had to cancel games, and so now they're like, okay, well you know what, yeah, come and be a part time player. It's cool. 
And so now he's back <laughs> and, and he's doing his thing. Right. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I don't I don't remember where it is. And if I can find it, I'll put it in the show notes page. But I think I remember maybe you sh- showed it to me or gave me the quote where it's like basically he, it was like he'd never missed a game. Like Oh, James Harden. Yeah, James Harden. Uh they asked James Harden. Uh, they said, oh, how's, you know, now that Kyrie's back, uh, how is he? And uh, James Harden said, like Kyrie, elite. Mm. So even though he was off, um, he's still coming back, kicking butt and ready to go. Um, mm-hmm. But Joel, what's your two cents on this whole issue? Uh, I think, you know, it's, it's, I like that it's forcing the ridiculousness into the public eye. Right. I mean, there's one issue we haven't touched. I'll touch it briefly. You know, you take NFL Aaron Rodgers, right? He got COVID with no no uh, vaccine and went to, you know, Joe Rogan to refer to him to his doctor to get, you know, prescriptions for the same type of stuff that Joe Rogan took. And, you know, it's making this conversation that I would argue mainstream media has been shutting down more prominent, right? Which is, there are alternatives to the vaccinate strategy. There's the, I can, I'm young, I'm at low risk, I can actually get sick and get treated and have a very high, high, exceptionally high probability of a good outcome. And so I, I think for me, it's just one more component of the narrative that is being pressured by the the data and the reality that the narrative we've been fed is con- is going to collapse it's continuing to collapse i mean whether it's masks or anything all of the things that have been said for the last 2 years people are turning you know the the conversation about masks is getting back to what we would have said in 2019 which is basically their facial decorations they don't actually do anything and and that you might think i'm being ridiculous but these are I'm paraphrasing, of course, but I'm. These are the things that are now being given as the excuse for why Omicron is actually, you know, it doesn't make a difference. Why are all these cases occurring? Oh, because masks are basically just facial decoration. When you sit around someone for five hours wearing a mask, the five hours had way more influence than any mask is going to protect you. So I know that's sort of a rant, totally off topic, but really, it's that. There's, a, I think, the pressure on the narrative is coming from all places. And for those of us that are a little bit more in tune, it's also in the mainstream. It's in the news. It's it's in the you know public discourse. It's in the Joe Rogan podcasts. But I think in pro sports is where the people who aren't paying attention are being continually exposed to conflicting in information and evidence to go. Wait a second. Wasn't this supposed to be prevented? Wasn't the whole strategy that we took, the mandates and the forced procedures supposed to prevent the ridiculous experience that we're having? So, that that's my uh what I'm excited about about all this uh and and what entertain me entertains me about it. What about you? What's your two cents? What do you think uh is is most important about this issue? My two cents, Joel. This is my two cents. The Ontario Premier Douglas Robert Ford Jr. dropped the ball. The basketball? He dropped the ball, man. Pun intended. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, yeah, he didn't. Um, yeah, this is just a hot mess. 
Uh, and mm-hmm. you know, we were kind of sitting here looking at this whole thing <laughs> and thinking about it and like, okay, so wait, what, what, what exactly is going on? Um, let's, let's try to, to figure this out. And it, and it, and it's, and it's been, a, yeah, it's just been a hot mess trying to, to, to navigate this whole thing. Um, yeah, man, you can't, you, you, you can't make sense out of nonsense. Mm-hmm. That's my mm-hmm. two cents. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think that's a fair point. I I would say to you, uh, Doug Ford's dropping of the ball is not unique. It is ab- abundant across Canada. Yeah. Well, what do you well do you guys think Doug Ford dropped the ball? Let us know. Uh, you can contact us at our um, six cents support uh, six cents support at gmail dot com. Uh, if you're trying to get in touch with me, it's uh, do good to Darnell D O G U D D a underscore darnell on twitter and instagram and darnell samuels on facebook and i'm t joel n 39 everywhere uh, most of my posts are on instagram probably the place i'm least shadow banned or actually probably twitter is probably the least place i'm shadow banned but um yeah hit me up let us know give us your two oh, cents maybe just and check us about- out on youtube Check us out on YouTube. We have our uh, YouTube channel up. Yeah, Darnell's putting in work, put, making uh, some clips to give uh, uh, playlists. Some smaller clips of the same content. So, you know, 15 minute, 10 minute, 5 minute, 20 minute segments. So, yeah, check it out. Let us know what you like. Let us know if there's more playlists or more uh, focused playlists you're looking for. And, and we'll try to please the people, give them what they want. Six cents makes change. But you heard me. Does that make sense? Madden and Mitchell Media.